Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me always, always is Garrett Jones. How's it going, everybody? Well, it is going pretty good over here. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, we have some Bad Batch to talk about, and... Um, I'm going to be interested to see. We're just going to jump right into it. Because uh, I have some thoughts about this episode. Um, I just want to get, first of all, your kind of thoughts on this episode. Um, my thoughts. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's It was... I liked it. There was kind of an Indiana Jones vibe. So definitely mm -hmm. Lucasfilm pulling from Lucasfilm, which I think was fun. But at the same time, um, it feels like filler. Yes. Uh, another filler episode that it it's like we're five episodes in we've got 16 total for the season we don't need to deal with filler episodes because it like right. if this was a longer season like you know 24 to 30 episodes you know like like clone wars was that would make sense but we're dealing with a 16 episode season it's very short we don't need as much filler content i would like to have something that's more grand Grounded in the characters and their and and what's actually happening with them. Um, that being said, it was kind of a fun little adventure. Although I did get really annoyed with um, wh what's the arc the the treasure hunter's name? Uh, fee. Like honestly, it's what? I think I think it's Fee. Uh, F P H E E. That's right. Yeah, I, I for the life of me, I can't remember the character because she's that inconsequential. I mean, this is literally yeah. the second episode where she's ever popped up, and she's not that memorable. Um, right. But the the problem I have with it is that I, I get that they're trying to turn into that that Indiana Jones skid for just a little bit, mm -hmm. but like the thing that makes Indiana Jones so stand out is the fact that yeah, he's adaptable. Like she was constantly, you know, shifting, you know being able to shift from, okay, well, this is what we tried. It failed. Let's do something different. And that's, that's fine. But everything she does, every decision she makes just goes from bad to worse. Like mm -hmm. there's no plan in advance. There's, there's no readiness. Even she seems like she's way in over her head on this and things just, it, it wasn't so much, uh, an adaptability to changing circumstances. It was more of things just fell into place by accident. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think, Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, other than that, I mean, like if they had left her out entirely, if she wasn't a part of the plot, everything would have happened exactly as it did. Mm -hmm. And they would have probably, you know, done a little bit better. She was, and I know, I, I know I've used this before, but she was the I can't think what the plot device is called. Uh Deus Ex Machina? No, no, it's the it's the one where you have the uh the device that's used to start the, to get the plot going to get oh, the, she's the the inciting incident. Yeah, yeah. There's there's another term they use for it. Impetus? Uh, no. Anyway, mm. I'll it'll probably come to me, but I mean, I agree. To me, this episode felt more filler than even last week's episode did. Yes. Because at least last week's episode, it felt like there was at least character development mm -hmm. for one of the characters. There was something that we either didn't know about that character or we learned more about that character 
with that being tech. Yes. Um, and this one, there didn't really feel like, I'll be honest, this was the very first episode that I watched it and I paid attention, but, and there were points that I just kind of zoned out. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. Because I mean, we could, I, we could be wrong. There could be something that happened in this episode, um, either with the, with the, with the crystal that they found or that creep, that, uh, uh, mech creature, whatever it was that they that he awoke. Um, yeah, that we'll find out later. That's going to be important. Um, so we don't know, but yeah, this just felt like just like 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 you said, it felt very Indiana Jones, which was fine. You know, I like Indiana Jones, but it felt also very video game ish. Yeah, it, like well, it felt like we felt like we were watching a video game, like someone was playing yeah. and they were, yeah. Well, and the other thing is that there was no stakes until the very end. I mean, yeah, there mm-hmm. were you know there's pitfalls and some traps and stuff like that, but things in this episode there there were no stakes. No one was right. chasing them. They they weren't having they didn't have a, a time countdown to to deal with. Nobody was really in danger. There was yeah. no, there was nothing really pushing this episode other than yeah. Fee being like, "Hey, let's go on a treasure hunt." Trust me, yeah. I know what I'm I mean, doing. I mean, and we said last week there was no real, real stakes of last week's episode, but you still had the the, the thing of, okay, we need to, we need to free, um, what's her name, Sin, Sid. Yeah, we need to, we need to get Sid. For, you know, we need to do this so we can get Sid, Sid released. But, and at least that was something that was like the crew, you know, who was there, the crew of, you know, Omega, Wrecker, and uh, Tech could be, you know, be like, okay, you know, let's work together to do this. But yeah, this one just seemed very, it seemed a step back almost. It did. It it felt very regressive. Um, as far as the storytelling, I, I think what happened is they contracted Wanda Sykes for X number of episodes, and this was just one of those episodes where she had to contractually be a part of it. And they're yeah. like, "Well, how can we shoehorn this unnecessary character into the episode?" And this was what they did. Yeah. But more to that, more than that, I mean, the 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 weapon that they un, that they woke up in the process of this, it feels like it is a huge deal because like it, it leads to way more questions than there are answers because like we're at a point in time when the empire is in the process of building the first death star and they're looking for any number of weapons that they can get a hold of to, to place control over the galaxy in the, the biggest, most, you know, uh, you know, maximum effort way. And this kind of a device, this whatever this walker was, whatever culture created it and, and however it was used before, I mean, obviously it's got kind of a sentience to it, or at least an AI programming where any t- bit of technology is just going to be wiped off the map, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it like, why wouldn't there be, you know, something imperial, especially from Palpatine's end, being sent mm-hmm. to investigate because mm. if this if there's no follow up on this throughout the rest of the season, it's a pointless episode. We could have done without this episode, and the season would still be perfect. Yeah, 
Um, but I but if this go if this is one of those episodes where the plot point goes nowhere, at this point I'm it. it I would say this is it, it's probably the most unnecessary episode of the series. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I mean, did any did you see any uh, like anything that you didn't know about any of the characters that you that you knew that you didn't know before? You know, no. In fact, like one of the weird things about it was that we like the team seemed to be led by by Omega. Like, I mean, mm. she was following cues from Fee, but it seems like Omega was the one leading the group into this whole thing. And she had no idea what she was doing. She was right. guessing with as much as Fee was. And right. if it wasn't for the fact that she was holding that compass map thing, like, they would have had a much more difficult or challenging time getting mm. wherever they needed to go. And, yeah. but it's like, it's weird. Like, like there's no indication about this planet. They have no history of what had happened there. Nothing on record. And that that's fine because, you know, the empire does delete records and we've had that happen. I mean, even under the Jedi's watch of, of Camino getting erased. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, where's this going? What's right. the, what is the point of this episode? If, because the point of any story is to further the character's trajectory mm-hmm. and to help us get a better insight in their story, in their character. Arc. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that here. Yeah. And I mean, even, even usually with like we mentioned, like last, last episode with, with filler, with what are called filler episodes, those are usually episodes that are used to, at least I feel to it. Well, it may not further the story along or may not have anything to do with the story. It will, flush out characters it would, it, they'll be used to give you know certain characters you know flush them out a little bit more and mm-hmm. give them a little bit more depth but like you said this really didn't seem to do that no it didn't yeah. do anything like that yeah. um yeah. if anything i mean I, I think what we did get is if, if i do want i do want to take this back we did get some character development from fee and mm-hmm. and what we got was a character who has no idea what the heck she's doing. Yeah. She's a treasure hunter, but she's basing everything on little bits and pieces. She's not actually doing any research. She's yeah. letting other people do the work for her and she's going to take all the credit. Yeah. And so you have this very selfish individual mm-hmm. who doesn't really have Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting if if we you know, and I'm hoping that we since, you know, she's a pirate uh, that we that we of course run into everyone's favorite Star Wars pirate Hondo. Yes, and that I think it'd be interesting if you know she's talking all these all this big story all these big talk about how such a great pirate she is and all the stuff they've done. But Hondo just comes up and says, "Yeah, I have no idea who you are." <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that and just like something to like at least get something like like where. I think that would be an interesting character development for her because then she can be like, yes, I did make that all up because I want to, I'm trying to be something and a little bit of humility for that character mm-hmm. where she has to, you know, she, and she has to prove herself and has to, you know, that, yeah, I, you know, I made all this stuff up, but it's because, because of X, Y, and Z. And then you have some sort of reconciliation, you know, maybe not reconciliation, but, something to come about with all that yeah 
we it would be good to have some level of of satisfaction for the audience because otherwise we get nothing from this character yeah and and she's pretty much of, of zero value at this point mm -hmm. all she's going to do is get these guys killed if she's not yeah. careful yeah 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 i mean and i mean again i mean do we because with sid unless unless they're already setting up for sid to to leave or something to happen with sid and for sid to no longer be with the bad batch I mean, we really don't need her because she basically does what Sid does, which is mm -hmm. I'll give you missions to go on. I, mm -hmm. Isn't that what, you know, like I said, unless they're setting up for that character to either betray the batch or to leave. Yeah. Right. I don't really get and, what her, what her point, what yeah, the point we, of that character is. And unfortunately this is one character. I think, I think they're just shoehorning her in because mm -hmm. Again, they want to get Wanda Sykes in on this, or Wanda Sykes wanted to be a part of it, and they they just wrote in this character who looks like Wanda Sykes, mm -hmm. um, just a little bit more adventurous, and they just plugged her in wherever they could. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels more of a contractual obligation than anything else. Yeah. Um, and I, I could be completely wrong on that. I don't know, but I'm. You know what? I'm gonna I, I take that back. I'm gonna go right on record and stake and stake my reputation as a commentator on all things Star Wars by saying okay. yes. I think this is a contractual obligation. I think that Wanda Sykes has really no business being, playing this character or being in the franchise whatsoever, and they're just putting her in there because reasons. Yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All hate mail can be uh, sent to Mr. Garrett K. Jones. No, 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 no. For, uh, here, I'll, I'll email you the appropriate, the appropriate email for sending all your hate mail is uh, Garrett Jones is wrong at whitehouse.net. Um, if someone comes crashing through my window here, it's, it's it has nothing to do with... Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Oh. the empire that's what we are yes okay so <laughs> the empire did nothing wrong don't forget palpatine oh. is god okay oh. um <laughs> so um yeah i mean the animation was great i i liked it of I course think, i mean i think the fight with you know trying to get the walker under control pretty easy to subdue i mean all they had to do is put the crystal back yeah but it was harder because you know the way the crystal had been positioned for you know originally because of yeah. how dormant it was versus how the walker comes up out of the ground really kind of a cool thing um makes me curious what culture built this thing and why right. obviously it's a war machine of some kind but yeah. um i i thought I mean, the, it opens the door for some really cool possibilities if this is something the writers are going to follow through on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And you kind of, you know, kind of wonder, you know, where where are they going to go with this? And um, I mean, you definitely got the the idea that because they when they land on the planet, they notice that the planet is pretty much decimated, that there's mm -hmm. nothing there. And you kind of got the idea that it was these these you know, machines that yeah. did that. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they follow up on that um, and where they go 
from from there, you know, if if anywhere. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if, like, if there are other planets like this mm. that just been completely glassed over, and and because like the way it feel it felt like is that Walker, like it basically its purpose had come to an end. It killed everything on on the planet. And so without anything else to keep it going, it decided to shut down. Yeah. Or the or the designer shut it down and couldn't transport it off world. Right. Um so I, I think that could be a really cool premise to go off of. Uh it would be really neat to see it build off because like if if the Empire is trying to track the bad batch, maybe they go and visit this location mm. and they find this walker and they try to weaponize it in yeah. a way that would be useful. Or they use they use you know something like the crystal or the um the the, the you know something inside it in what's going to be coming the soon. They're starting to build. They're starting to uh, to to do it. Is the yeah. Death Star? You know, there's they find something to add to the Death Star. Um, because that would, that's I think that would be a really cool yeah. idea. Because that's something we haven't seen yet. In the Bad Batch, even though it's currently under construction somewhere, you know, somewhere out there, um, is the Death Star. Yeah, and I, I think that would be, I that would probably be the most logical direction for them to go. I mean, I'm sure they could come up with something else and make it work as well, but, um, and like I said, that would give us more payoff than just leaving the episode as it is without anything else. The other thing I was kind of curious about was the creature that was hunting them. The creature, the creature acted yeah. like a guardian. Like, yes. hey, turn this on. And so I'm wondering, because like, like, was this a sentient creature that was like mm. indigenous to the, the, the uh, uh, to the planet or, and he was like a lone survivor or is this a, uh, or was this just like a watchdog? Like hanging mm. out and making sure that nobody infiltrated this property. Yeah, that's um, uh, that's interesting. And like, and why do we only have one of them? Um, and so again, mm. this is it's one of those those plot points that it it's it seems to go nowhere because they aren't they didn't give us a whole yeah. lot of detail. Yeah, um, yeah. This kind of an episode would really be served by having a two parter. Um, yeah, where we see like them find this this uh planet search for and then they're instead of just leaving right away at the end of the episode they stick around to do a little bit more digging because right well even even like with with the creature you know it would have been and i know you know being a quote-unquote kid show you know you're not going to see stuff like skeletons but to see you know them going on to what have been the bridge of the ship and seeing the you know scale you know the remains of the crew and if they look like the creature, then you can say, oh, these were sentient creatures. And they actually, or just finding more of skeletons of the creature just lying around, like, like you know, mm-hmm. dog, you know, like you said, guard dogs. And they can be like, oh, these were the things. But obviously, I, you know, I don't think they would, you know, do that for a show like, like Clone Wars to show. I don't know, because Clone Wars has never really shied away from stuff like that. Like, this is true. Um, this is true. Because but if, I don't you, know if, if you go back the later episodes, especially when you have characters who are shot on screen and they die, or they're yeah. stabbed on screen and they die, but then when Yoda goes and finds that um, that uh, Sith Lord uh, uh, holocron in, in yeah. the in the 
in the tomb. Yeah. The body is essentially a cadaver. It's reanimated. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And the same thing, the same thing in Rebels when uh they um uh trick Kanan into tracking down his former master. And you see right. that she's basically in, you know, they've they've kept her body and you know, but it's basically mummified. So yeah, you're right. They they haven't shied away from that. Yeah, there's still so. some horror elements like like when they had that that weird zombie worm thing in Geonosis, um, mm-hmm. that you know that that was a really creepy episode, um, and so the so yeah they've never really shied away from the horror elements even for a kids show and I think that would be good to use, but going back to what you said about seeing like the the you know the skeletons on board the bridge of this this Walker machine. Um, like it felt like the the design of this machine felt like it was very much autonomous. Like it could yes. be pre-programmed and you just turn it on. Uh, yeah. It didn't look like it needed to be operated in any way, shape, or form. Almost like it was like a weird combination between Walker, Droid, and weapon system. Yeah, like an artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um. Yeah, I mean. What would you what grade would you give this this episode? I, I think my I, I think it's going to be kind of in flux because like on the one hand I want to give it like like a D if I was getting yeah. it giving it a letter grade I want to give it a D just because it feels like it's one of those episodes where it's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, that grade could change as it, it if we get subsequent episodes that tie back to it and give us a larger scope of how it's going to tie into to the season. Yeah. Because last yeah. the last season, every pretty much every single episode uh, was, I mean, you had a couple of filler episodes, but they gave you good material to work off of, to grow mm-hmm. the characters, to display some level of character arc and to develop them. This is the this season. This is the first episode where it's really like, like I said, you could remove this episode from the series entirely, and the season would still run without a hitch. Yeah. Well, like last episode, like last season, uh, last episode, last season, it felt like even in the even the filler episodes, you always had that thing in the back of the empire's coming, the empire's coming. You know, that was right. always. Re- and this one, you didn't feel that. You didn't feel like. There was something watching over their back that they were trying to get out and trying to be like, okay, we, you know, we need to get here because the Empire, you know, we haven't really seen, I mean, other than that first episode and then the episode, of course, with, with Crosshair, we haven't really seen the the uh, the Empire that much. No, we, we haven't, haven't seen really the Empire for, for two episodes, two episodes now. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to give it a C. Um, oh, you're generous. It was just... Uh, maybe a C minus, you know, borderline, you know, it was, it wasn't like a horrible episode, but it wasn't great either. It was meh. Yeah, it it was, it was definitely, you could have slept through and you'd be fine. You'd still get the gist of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, like you said, you know, maybe, maybe next week we'll, we'll come back and we like, Oh my gosh, we were completely wrong. Because what they did in this this week's completely made sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, 
I I trust Dave Filoni. Uh, I do too. Completely. So he has he has not really started, steered us wrong so far, and uh, my faith is in is in Filoni. Yep. Um, who wrote this episode? Do you know? Uh, let me look. Yeah, because it was it was called Entombed, correct? Yeah. Jennifer Colbert. Huh. He, she's head. She was head writer. Interesting. Well, hopefully Jennifer Colbert will write something that's less fillery and more, yeah. you know, fulfill more fulfillment to the uh, to the series. Maybe. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, anyway, well, that will wrap things up this week. Um, Garrett, before we go, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you? Yeah, well, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, I uh, promote a bunch of different things that I'm working on. Uh, mostly I promote my YouTube channel, which is called GKJ Publishing. I do a show called The Right Way where we talk top 10 book recommendations author interviews, and uh, creative writing tips. Uh, I actually have uh, two, a couple of really cool things coming up this next weekend. Uh, Friday, February 3rd, is the release of my new book uh, in my fantasy series. It's called The Mantle of the Fatherless. This is book five for the series. And then uh, the following Saturday on February the 4th, uh, I have a new episode on my YouTube channel, uh, Top 10 Book Recommendations uh, from an author based out of Utah named Elizabeth Suggs. Um, nice. a really fun episode. Um, it, a little bit different. It doesn't run as long as some of my previous top 10 recommendations list, but still going to be fun nonetheless. All right. Oh, well, as for us right here, if you want to get a hold of us, the best way to do that is through our email, uh, war of the stars one at gmail.com. Uh, also that is our Twitter handle. It is at war of the stars one. If you want to get a hold of us there, we have a lot of fun there. Uh, we are, of course, a part of Red 5 Network, red5network.com for more information. And we have information coming up, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, about ScarifCon, which is our the annual Red 5 Network convention in Chicago, Illinois. Um, we'll get even more information on that as time comes and get all the deets out to you. Uh, hopefully, I'll be actually be able to go this year. Uh, patreon.com forward slash war of the stars if you want to get a hold of us i have kind of gotten off about uh what plans i have for that uh still plans on doing some cool stuff with our patreon as soon as i can figure out what exactly how that's going to work um uh also spreadshirt.com forward slash shop war of the stars check that out also check out our youtube page where you can find our second show Star Wars Through the Eyes of a Child, where me and my daughter, <laughs> Lily, are going through the Clone Wars series in can canonical order, uh, having a lot of fun. We just recorded our episode five, I believe it was, our uh, fifth show, um, watching that, and that should be up tomorrow. Uh, so 
looking forward to that. Check that out. Um, and uh, also, if you want to check us out, we are wherever podcasts are heard. Uh, just go to your favorite podcast uh, site, type in War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. You should be able to find us there. Uh, greatly appreciate it. All the love and support you guys give. Uh, and let us know uh, what you like about the show. Let us know what you think we can change. Um, you know, we do this because we love it. And because, you know, we want to put out the best Star Wars show we can. So, with that being said, remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.